Welcome to From Betrayal to Breakthrough. I'm Dr. Debbie Silber, and today's guest is Dr. Danny Brissell, a sought-after speaker, trainer, and coach known as the Jim Carrey with a PhD. Dr. Danny Brissell has spoken to over 3,500 audiences worldwide and authored 16 books, including his latest, Leadership Begins with Motivation. He is the co-founder of TheReadingHabit.com, the world's top reading engagement program. So we're taking a bit of a different turn today with my next guest, Dr. Danny Brissell. You know how I always talk about different ways to heal. Well, Dr. Danny is going to be sharing how powerful reading can be in our healing process. I'm guessing you're going to be inspired to read more often when we're done. Here we go. Okay, everybody, we're with Dr. Danny Brissell today, and a bit of a left turn we're taking because, of course, on From Betrayal to Breakthrough, we talk about betrayal and, and tips and tools and strategies to heal physically, mentally, emotionally, psychologically, and spiritually. But did you ever consider, because I'm always recommending different books and different resources, that reading and, and learning may be uh, one of the most effective ways to change how we think, how we feel, how we live. Well, for more about that, I brought in the expert. So welcome, Danny. Thank you so much for having me, Debbie. And thanks for all that you do for your audience. Thank you so much. So let's get started. And, and those of you, you, you're really missing out if you're just listening, because I'm looking and, and there's the most beautiful bookcase uh, behind Danny. And I'm looking I'm like, I have, you know, that one looks familiar and that one looks really good. I want to get that. Let's just start. Let's just start with books. Why? What's what's the reason why a book may be an effective strategy to help us heal? Well, it's it's ironic, Debbie, because I grew up hating reading. I mean, my my father was a librarian and I always hated the public library. It always smelled funny. The furniture was uncomfortable. There was always some elderly lady telling me to be quiet. There's always a freaky homeless guy who thinks he's a vampire hanging out at the library. I hated it. And it wasn't until I started teaching in the inner city where I realized that a lot of my students didn't have a lot of the advantages that I had growing up. And I pointed the finger at myself and said, shame on me. I mean, I was blessed. I had both of my parents, um, you know, we weren't, we were lower middle class, but we always had something to eat. We had plenty of things in our house to read. And my parents read to us and in front of us all the time. And I realized I wanted to spread that joy with other people. And, uh, I, and now I absolutely love it. I, I'm an avid reader. I, you know, uh, I had read uh, a great book on Teddy Roosevelt that said that he had read over 20,000 books by the time he was 30 years old. So when I was teaching my little ones, I said, we got to read a lot of books now. So I always tell people I read 10 books a day now. Many of them are scratch and snip and pop up, but I do read 10 books a day. And you and I were chatting earlier and I deal with a lot of, there's a lot of people hurting out there. And what I love about books is books show that you are not alone, that everybody, even the successful people, they had a big mess at some point in their life. And there's a book written for anybody about anything. And that's what books do. They're a passport to the world without leaving your, your own apartment. I mean, uh, the, the, the greatest uh, travesty the pandemic produced for me was not being able to go to the public library. So uh, Amazon got a lot of my money, uh, but that's what I need to do. I need to be reading all the time to feed my soul. Uh, you know, you're in San Diego. One of my favorite authors, which I, I hope all of your audience is reading is Louise Hay. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll read anything that Louise ever wrote. Uh, you know, there's a lot of, great positive leaders out there that when you're feeling all alone, you know, a great book uh, can really do a lot for your, your uh, attitude and your self-esteem. A hundred percent. And, you know, and, and I'm thinking back as you're saying, and I'm saying, you know, I, and I've, 
I, I don't read 10 books a day, certainly, but I, I do go through a tremendous amount of books. And, and I remember the one book that changed my life and it was Conversations with God, book one, Neil Donald Walsh. And I remember, because I always gave myself this gift of just because you don't understand it doesn't mean it's not true. And that has gotten me to, to learn things, to be open-minded enough to learn things I never ever would have considered. And it's truly been such an amazing gift. So is there, can you think of a book now you have a lot more to choose from because you've been reading a lot longer than, you know, more than I have. Is there a book that you can say, that's the one, that's the one that did it? Well, I, I won't use me as an example because I know most of your audience are women and this is actually fascinating. So I've gone around the world, spoken over 3000 audiences, trained a lot of parents how to get their kids excited about reading. And one of the questions I always ask the audience is, well, what, what was your favorite book growing up? And so I have a lot of moms in the audience and there's only one book that no matter where I am, anywhere on the planet is always mentioned. And that book is, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret by Judy. Oh. And what I love about that is I want your audience to understand is just because you're an adult doesn't mean you need to just give yourself an adult only diet. I've always found a lot of the best wisdom is in uh, children's literature. You know, uh, my wife was not a reader and uh, I was able to make her into a reader because I gave her Harry Potter. I said, you, you gotta read this. JK Rowling is just a magician. I don't know how she does it, but on every page, I find myself giggling and curious. And uh, you know, it's interesting watching my wife because I, you know, I have a wife and I have three kids. And so that means I have to read whatever I'm reading, but I have three different books with my children and I have a different book with my wife. So for example, my, my wife is a huge, Diana Gabaldon fans, so I, I'd have to read all of the, the Outlander books and be able to keep up with her on that. Uh, my youngest daughter, uh, we're reading Around the World in 80 Days by Jules Verne because she's interested in travel. My, my son, uh, we're reading The Killer Angels by Michael Chara, which is about uh, uh, the, the civil, uh, the, the Battle of Gettysburg in the Civil War. And then my oldest daughter, um, you know, uh, we just finished this series of books um, uh, which has made, made, been made into a movie series. But the book we're reading right now is one of my favorite books, which I, I'm sure your audience is familiar with, is uh, To Kill a Mockingbird by Harper Lee. Uh, I, it's just such an extraordinary book. Um, but that's what I always tell people is sometimes you have to match yourself with an author. Sometimes you have to match yourself with a theme. You know, uh, women tend to, to prefer uh, women authors. And so uh, I have the one of the top. No, I, I'm not sure that's true. I mean, my number one book was that Neil Donald Walsh book. You know, what's interesting. So interesting about what you just said, that you're reading these books with your children and your, your wife. Now I have four kids and a husband, and, and it's interesting because I can see discussing a book with them, maybe something that they're reading or something that I'm reading. But I, 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 uh, I mean, this, I'm really thinking about, I don't think I've ever read a book with them where mm. we're, you know, reading the same thing and, and talking about it. What's that done for your relationship with them? I imagine it's such a, such a oh, beautiful it's, way. It's precious. I mean, you're, you're sharing an experience, you know, there's research on this. Harvard's done a study. I always tell people whenever I cite research, I always say Harvard did the study. It sounds much more legitimate that way, mm -hmm. but there's tons of research out there that shows if you were to buy a Ferrari today and take the worst trip of your life, 
10 years from now, you won't remember anything about the Ferrari, but you'll have all these fond memories about the worst trip in your life. Experiences are what we should be investing in all the time. And uh, I, I tell a story. Years ago, my, my family, we went to Hawaii and my youngest daughter, Samantha, she she asked me if we would if I would uh, watch the sunrise the next morning with her. And I said, sure, sure. Not knowing this is important for your entire audience to understand. The sunrise is really early in Hawaii. Oh, so yes, I get it does. Yeah, the alarm was ringing. I, all I wanted to do was hit the snooze button, but I, I had made a promise to Samantha. So I got up and went to the beach. Debbie, we saw the most beautiful sunrise I've ever seen in my life. And for the next next two hours, she and I just giggled about books we had read and told jokes and had shared stories. I mean, she's older now. And uh, I always tell people, this I know, uh, you know, there's times in life when all of us want to hit the snooze button, but the people that are rewarded are the people that take action, you know? And so I, I'm not going to let any of this, all this noise in the world uh, get in the way of my relationship with my kids. I have to create specific experiences with all of them. To me, reading a book with one of my kids is like having a date. It's a date night. And, uh, my, my wife had given me one of the greatest compliments ever. She said, thank you, Danny. Our kids love to read because of you. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's, you know, I used to run a nonprofit called Real Dads Read. And I used to always challenge the dads in the audience, uh, you know, and I, I created the organization because it drives me nuts. One of the predictors of how well a kid's going to do in college is the highest level of degree the mother has in education, which drives me nuts. It shows me how useless dads are. And so I used to challenge fathers. I'm like, hey, dad, you want to know why your kid likes football so much? It's because that's the only time you spend with them. If you spent your time reading with them, they'd want to be a reader because my pastor says it best. He says, parents, you have the greatest home field advantage in the history of the planet. You could be the worst parent ever and your kid doesn't know it. Yeah. To them, your mom or dad. So that's the power, you know, I would encourage everybody out there. Don't just do it with uh, your kids, do it with your friends. I mean, you don't have to create a formal book club. It's so much more interesting talking about books to me than talking about politics or negative things affecting the world. I want to hear about things that open up my imagination. And, you know, to tie it in with the show, because, of course, it's from Betrayal to Breakthrough. There are so many families that are just shattered with this, you know, the betrayal of a, a family member, partner, friend, coworker, self, all of it. And in trying to piece together a, a new life or just you know, a new life with that person, a new life just on their own, whatever it is, the kids, I see the kids so impacted by this. And I'm thinking, what a beautiful way to maintain that relationship. It's almost like your world has just been shattered, but here's a constant that you can count on. Debbie, here's something I've learned. I know you know this too, and I want your audience to listen carefully. We should be so pleased when bad things happen to us, because when we look at them in hindsight, I can tell you from my personal experience, the worst things that ever happened to me in hindsight were the best things ever to happen to me. And so here's a, here's a quick trick for your audience. One of the things I do is on my iPhone every single day, I uh, have all these different quotes I'm trying to memorize. And so I have quotes from books. I have quotes from uh, Shakespeare and I have quotes from, from the Bible. Uh, there was one thing that I've been, I've been doing this all year long is there's a, a piece of scripture from the Bible. And again, whatever, whatever your faith is, you can listen. I mean, I have, I have a, a great quote in here from the Quran also, but from the Bible, every day at 123, I get an alert from my phone to read James 121 verses two through three. And the verse goes, 
Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Yes. There's a smile on my face every single day. I, I'm embracing all the tough things. I mean, and I've had it easy. I mean, you and I were talking about some of our little petty problems earlier. I'm like, those are first world problems. There's mm -hmm. people out there who are really, really suffering. And that's what I love about your podcast. You're offering a, a voice to these people to listen to that, you know, with every mess, it can become a success. But I don't know any successful person who hasn't had a lot of bad things happen to them over the course of their life. Well, and that's 100% because think about it. I mean, anybody that we're learning from, any thought leader, they're not, they're not, teaching from this place of nothing's happened they've they've been there they're you know things everything that they thought they were counting on whatever it was has been destroyed shattered whatever and they've figured out a way through over around through it and they're teaching us how to do the same and when it comes to even something like betrayal i mean this was the person these were the people that gave us a sense of safety and security so when this is the person these are the people to shatter that very sense of safety and security. It's yep. traumatizing because that's safety and security. Think about, you know, the hierarchy of needs. That's the very bottom. That's yeah. the most basic, right? So when that gets shattered, there's there's work to do. But I feel like if we've been through anything, we owe it to ourselves and the world to share it. And, and, I, and I see that's where a tremendous amount of books uh, are being written because, I mean, I know trust again, that's my story. Yeah. And the research, Absolutely. it's, it's all well, and one of my favorite authors right now is Brené Brown, and she's done a huge service to society in, in that she, she encourages people to show their vulnerabilities. Mm -hmm. I mean, I work with a lot of uh, people that are trying to improve their business through their public speaking, and they always ask me, what's my best public speaking tip? And, I, and the first thing I always tell people is, if you're speaking to an audience, the first thing you should share are your failures, not your successes, because not everybody in your audience has succeeded, but everybody's failed, and you're going to really show your humanity if you talk about those uh, those failures. I was so proud of you, uh, Debbie Impressed. You, you just mentioned uh, the the Maslow social hierarchy of needs. That's one of the one of the things. Um, you know, so again, the teacher and me. I'm always trying to figure out ways to to make things easier for for mm -hmm. people to remember. And so I'll, I'll give your audience. Uh, so there's five levels of uh, uh, in the hierarchy of needs. And the way I always train students to remember it is P.S. I love you. So the P is our most basic level, our physiological needs. S stands for our safety needs. The I. I want you to think of the I above the pyramid on the back of a dollar bill is, uh, uh, is our ultimate needs, our self-actualization needs. Uh, love is for our love and belonging needs and you stands for your esteem needs. So you remember the PS, I love you. You can, you can always remember the, uh, the social hierarchy of needs. And uh, I was trying to write that down. Say, can you just go through that one more time? I will. Yes, I love you. Okay. P stands for our most basic needs. This is the bottom, physiological needs. So those are okay. things like uh, breathing and sleep and eating. S is our safety needs, you know, feeling like we're in a safe environment. So this is why routines are so important. This is where mm -hmm. habits come in for people. Now the I, we're gonna skip a couple of levels. The I is the top of the pyramid. So think about the pyramid on the back of a dollar bill. There's an I looking at you. The I stands for your self-actualization needs. This is the, this is very few people get to this point. This is where it's no longer about you. It's about serving others. So it's like- a I'm working problem. on it. 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, this is something, this is what we should all aspire to be is, uh, you know, cause I believe, and I've always taught this to my students is you were put on this earth to serve the earth. What are you doing to make the earth a better place? Love in PS, I love you stands for your love and belonging needs. You know, everybody needs to feel like they're part of a team, part of a group, you know, you've created a community through your podcast and then, um, you is your self-esteem needs and that uh, you always uh, all of us need to feel fulfillment in whatever it is that we're doing I mean uh, I was working with a billionaire recently and I asked him well, what motivates you and he said the next hundred million dollars and I didn't say this to him Debbie but I thought that's very sad yeah. all you're interested in is income not impact yeah. and mm -hmm. to me you'll always live a hollow life if all you're following is the next hundred million dollars you know you should be what could I do with a hundred million dollars for you know this village in India or you know this environmental program I mean we're all put here I think it's a test this is our test you know what are you going to do to make the world a better place how do you make people remember your fingerprint that you put on the earth and I, I mean I want I want people singing positive songs about me long after I'm in the ground. Yeah, beautiful. And, and it's so true. You know, when when it's um, it's empty, the the satisfactions from it is so fleeting. And, and I find, I mean, you know, those who listen, watch the show, they know I've done two TEDx talks. And the first one was about just that, where we use food, drugs, alcohol, work, TV, keeping busy, reckless behavior to numb and avoid and distract ourselves because there's this hole, there's this lack, there's this, you know, it's, it's, it's just, we buy something and, you know, it feels great for a few minutes and we come back to ourselves. We have that drink, we come back to ourselves. And instead of getting to the root of it, we think all of the external things will take care of, you know, the internal, but it's an internal job. So when you think of, let's talk about the impact. You're at the end of the road, you know, many, many, many years from now. What's, what's, the, what's the plan based on what you're creating now? What would you love to see? So my, I have the, the top reading engagement program in the world. And one of my goals is that one of the kids that went through my reading program wins the Nobel Peace Prize. I, I, I'm aiming high. I, I want, uh, you know, Andrew Carnegie, when he passed away, was the richest man on the earth. And they found a card in his desk and the card said it had his two goals for his life. He wanted to spend the first half of his life accumulating the greatest a uh, pile of money ever seen to humanity. And then the second half of his life, he was going to give it all away. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I loved about Carnegie was he donated over 2000 public libraries across the United States. Uh, one of my passions is making sure uh, kids everywhere have access to all kinds of positive reading materials. Um, you know, uh, that would be what I would want my impact to be is that uh, a lot of people uh, not just became readers, but became leaders that uh, made the world a little bit better place. And you see, I want everybody to, to get a sense of when you have a mission that big, it pulls you. It pulls you. You don't have to drag yourself out of bed in the morning. The, the, the passion, the purpose, the mission is so big. Like for me, we have the PBT Post Betrayal Transformation Institute. And my vision and mission is as we look to, let's say, AA for an alcohol problem, we just know the PBT Institute is for a betrayal problem, period, end of story. And you go in there and you take care of what you need to, get your job done, learn how to trust again, feel safe again, love again. And, and you know, you can see how, because I know with me, and I'm sure it's the same with you, I don't have to drag myself to do that. Mm. It's pulling, it's pulling me. And it sounds like 
that's what's pulling you to. So as we wrap this up, what do you want to make sure everyone knows? Well, first of all, as a thank you to listening, I want to provide a couple of freebies to everybody. So if uh, everybody goes to freereadingtraining.com, again, freereadingtraining.com, I'm going to give everybody a complimentary copy of my uh, ebook, Read, Lead, and Succeed. This is a book. I wrote it for a school principal who didn't know how to engage his faculty. So I said, okay, I'll write you a book. And so every week I give you a concept, an inspirational quote, an inspirational story, a book recommendation on a book you should read, but you're probably too lazy because you're an adult. So I also give you a children's picture book recommendation that demonstrates the same concept. I'm so proud that now I, I see corporate meetings where the uh, president is uh, starting off the meeting with a children's picture book. Uh, they're quick to read and they actually have really good moral uh, statements in those books. And then I'm also gonna give everybody a couple of uh, digital trainings of uh, my passion is uh, I train parents around the world how to get their kids excited about reading because the more excited we get kids to read, the more likely they are to read, and the more they read, the better they get. You know, I, I think schools do an adequate job of teaching kids how to read, but the question I always ask people is, what good is it teaching a kid how to read if they never want to read? I teach kids why to read, because I've never had to tell a kid, go watch TV. I've never had to tell a kid, go play a video game, and I never want to have to tell a kid, go read a book. I want them to choose to do it on their own because they love it, and the reason they're going to love it is it starts with us as adults, as parents, as teachers, we have to show that passion to our kids. And so, uh, you know, especially for your audience, we talked about this before, Debbie, I've had a lot of bad things happen in my life. And again, I actually always look at those positives, uh, you know, I mean, I shared with you earlier, uh, I stuttered as a child and uh, I was able to inspire a little boy who uh, was missing a limb. He, th he thought there was all kinds of uh, restrictions on him in life. I'm like, isn't it interesting that the boy that people said was stupid and couldn't talk now gets paid exorbitant amounts of monies to go around the world getting paid to speak. Mm -hmm. You know, when I was in eighth grade, I was hit by a drunk driver. You know, they, they I was, I was declared dead on arrival, but, and they said, I'd never play sports again. You know, well, what happened? Well, while I wasn't playing sports, I started acting and found out I love speaking. And then I eventually became an all state football player. I mean, uh, I, I, I applied to Yale. That was what I wanted to do when I got rejected and I wound up going to American university for my undergrad. It turned out to be the greatest thing that ever happened to me. Uh, I proposed to a woman and she said no. And I fled to South America, depressed backpacking. I got, I got mugged. I caught malaria. And as I was miserable, feeling sorry for myself, I, I was on the Amazon river one day and saw the sunrise and I, it was God talking to me. And I said, you know what? What am I griping about? I'm in, I'm in South America traveling. I've got a beautiful family. I've got wonderful friends. I'm breathing, you know, shame on me. This is a, a common theme with me is every time I think I know something, I, I love the quote by John Wooden, the basketball coach. He said, it's the things we learn after we know it all that matter the most. And that's, that's probably a, a good uh, quote to, to leave everybody with. Yeah, that's beautiful. Isn't it true? It's not like these things aren't going to happen. You know, who are we? Uh, as it's happening, and who do we become as a result? I think that's really what's the most important part here. So, Danny, I want to thank you so much for your wisdom, for your insight, for sharing your time with us. I know my listeners and viewers are getting have gotten so much out of uh, out of what you shared today. Thank you. Thanks for all you do, Debbie. God bless. So. 
So according to Dr. Danny, when we read, we lead and succeed. Stay in touch with him by, by going to freereadingtraining.com and we'll have all of his information in the show notes at the pbtinstitute.com forward slash podcast. Here's my biggest takeaway, a new way to look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs with the acronym PS, I love you. P, our physiological needs. S, safety and security. I, as in self-actualization, which is at the top of the pyramid. L, love and belonging. You, your self-esteem needs. See, you just learned something new and I did too. Now, keep the learning going by learning how to move through your betrayal. And for that, speaking of books, my book Trust Again will help. It literally walks you through the five stages from betrayal to breakthrough and so much more. You can find it at thepbtinstitute.com forward slash trust again, along with all kinds of goodies. Want to dive in even deeper? Then check out the PBT Institute membership community. Imagine and everything you'd ever need to become your physical, mental, emotional best. Community, support, certified coaches and practitioners you can schedule time with. Daily classes on all kinds of interesting topics. Curated experts teaching advanced strategies in the areas of health and mindset, spirituality, personal development. Imagine the most friendly, welcoming, and supportive place to become your best, and it's all online. Nothing like this exists, and I am so excited to welcome you. Go to thepbtinstitute.com forward slash join to learn more. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to be with you next time. And here's to your breakthrough.